the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To be sure, you and I are alive, but are we alive in Christ? Let's talk about that next. Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. We would invite you to join us as we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, here in Ephesians chapter 2. We're looking at verses 11 through 22, along with a few other select passages to understand what it really means to be alive in Christ. To be sure, you and I breathe and we are alive, but there is a a life that is far more abundant than that, and it's found in Christ. For the details, once again, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, with today's broadcast. We get mixed up, and we start thinking that the gospel, like we're supposed to go out and try to find a bunch of people that look cute. No, I want some dirty ones. I want some dirty ones at the well. I want some ones that done messed everything up. I want some that the devil says you can't have. I said in the name of Jesus, God's going to give. Can I have an amen in here? Stop waiting for the best people to come around your block. Go find a drug dealer. Go find somebody and give them the gospel and say, God died for you. The Lord Jesus died for you just like he died for me. And I don't care how much money you got. You smell like alcohol. Come on in here. We're going to get you. Woo, my God, my God. Y'all know one of my, you know one of my, my, one of my buddies. Somebody I love with all my heart, Pastor Nate Dupree. He is preached in this pulpit. When we led him to Christ, when Pastor Nate got saved in Reno, he came to a service where myself and Jerome were preaching. He came to the service drunk, and he left sober because the power of God hit that brother, and he never looked back. And now y'all see he preaching now, casting the devil out of people and letting God use him to touch somebody's life. God has broken down the wall. And we got to get out of this thing where we're looking and thinking is, no, go find. It, stop letting people's exterior stop you from sharing your faith. Stop looking at them externally and saying, well, I don't want to talk to them. You know, their hands are dirty. We got so good and saved that we done lost our minds. Jesus got down there and started touching people that nobody wanted to touch. He started reaching people that nobody wanted to reach. 
and the people are looking at him and he's talking to the tax collectors and the publicans and the sinners and he's he's looking at those people and sharing with them and loving on them and trying to help them get their lives together and the pharisees are sitting over there all smug and thinking that they got it together and well he touched them but we do this in the church and we got to rebuke that demon and let, let the whole world know, I don't care what color you are, I don't care how much money you got in your bank. I don't care, but Jesus died for you and wants to save your life. Can I have an amen? There's no way we're going to be able to do this if we don't know who we really are. We got to know who we really are. And it's not just about this. It's about him that I've, I've found my life in him and the same way in which he impacted people. He's given me the grace to do the same thing. He says here in verse 16, and that he might reconcile them both in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. There was separation between the Jews and the Gentiles because the Gentiles, they thought that, you know, hey, we can't, we can't. But Jesus comes and he breaks down that wall. And he says in verse 17, and he came and preached peace to you, who were afar off, the Gentiles, and to those who were near, the Jews. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So it's through him that we both have access by the Holy Spirit to the Father. It has nothing to do with your bank account. It's through him. It has nothing to do with the color of our skin. It's through him. It does have nothing to do with your political party. It's through him. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It has everything to do with him and him giving us access by one spirit to the Father. Uh, We owe everything to Jesus who gives us access by the Holy Spirit to have intimacy with the Father once again. He says in verse 19, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners. But fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Somebody say household of God, the household of God. You are now a citizen. You are no longer a stranger. The Jews don't have have anything more than the Gentiles now. Everybody is going to find everything that they need in and through Jesus Christ. And he says you are no longer strangers and foreigners. But sometimes we come to Christ and we're still acting like strangers. We're still acting like foreigners because we haven't embraced our true identity in him. And, we, we, and, then, and then we come up with these weird religions and stuff that have a thread of Christianity through it. And we make it as though it's just a white thing or just a black thing or just a Hispanic thing or just a Chinese thing. And then the next you know, everybody just in the Chinese church and everybody just in the black church and everybody just in the white church. And we got so much confusion and then we draw paintings, and the, and the Jesus that we paint, he has to look black, or he has to look Chinese, or he has to look. I don't Did I lose the church? Did I lose the church? 
And then he's got to look white or he has to look this. That's why I don't have a bunch of pictures around here because I don't know what he looked like. You don't know what he looked like. Nobody know what he looked like. All I know is that he was a Jewish man and he shed blood. And the blood is what gives me access to intimacy. I don't care if he was green. I just got to know that he died, he was buried, and he rose from the grave. And he sit. My God. And he's sitting on the right hand of the Father right now. That's all I need to know. Don't tell me nothing. I don't need to see all this other stuff. I'm just going to be looking unto Jesus. Stop trying to make him your color. Can I have an amen? Just thank him for the blood. And he says here, and he came in peace, priest to you who are afar off and those who are near. And he goes down here, he says, therefore, now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, somebody say himself, himself being the chief cornerstone. That is the key. He has become the cornerstone and everything else is fashioned and formed from that place and that point. And it has to be in our mind. And and when we get this truly ingrained in our mind, it takes away limitations. It takes away our own perceived limitations. It takes us, it stops us from being hindered when it comes to sharing who Christ is and who we are in God with everyone. Because we're secure in our identity. A lot of times people have a hard time sharing their faith because they're not secure in their identity. A lot of times people have a hard time sharing their faith with other races because they're not secure in their identity. A lot of times people have a hard time sharing their faith with people that have different social economic situation than them because they're not secure in their identity. That if God wanted to send you to the richest person on the planet, would you be secure enough in your identity to share the gospel with them without blinking? If God wanted to take you and send you to the worst bum on the street, are you secure enough in your identity that I'm going to go and share that person, I'm going to hang out with them? I might even take them to lunch. And I'm so secure in my identity, I don't care if somebody sees me with that person. Because I know who I am in Jesus Christ. Well, man, why are you hanging out? This guy, this guy right here, why would you? Well, I'm trying to lead him to Christ. I'm not saying that I'm going to give him the keys to my house. (laughs) There's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. But I'm going to try to get them saved. Can I have an amen, y'all? I'm not asking anybody to do that. And let me say this. You, you, you single, where are my single ladies at? Now listen, I, I, I'm not, this isn't a message that's telling you that now you can go evangelize Sugar Tony. You need to stay away from him. Send, call one of the brothers to go get him. But if he try to come over to your house, you say no. 
Because you know people get all deep and spiritual. I'm just trying to win them to the Lord, Pastor. I'm bringing them to the house. No, you, hey. I, I know some of y'all. Stay away. Can I have an amen? But we understand that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone and everything has to come, come from that place. Are you secure and am I secure enough in my relationship with Christ that, that I, I can minister to people from this place? I'm alive in Jesus. I'm alive in Jesus. He said the chief cornerstone, look at verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Whether you and I realize it or not, we're, we're all being built together for a habitation and dwelling place for God. We're being fitted together. That means everybody as a piece has a place that they are called to fit into as God is building this for us. Socioeconomic situation, the color of your skin, all these things. God's not looking at, he's looking at the nature of who you truly are and he's fitting you in the right place in his household. Let him fit you in the place that seems best to him. Don't get disjointed and out of place because this, isn't, this doesn't feel comfortable. This doesn't feel right. No, is this the place that you have for me? Is this the place that you've, you've ordained for me? Is this is how, do you want it to look like this, God? What is my place in the house? You, you, I know my identity in the house, but now what is my place in the house? I'm willing to accept that and then allow you to use me as a, as a piece that is properly fitted in the household of God. Stop thinking that everybody's trying to hate on you. Because you're not getting the place that you want. Except the place that God has ordained for you. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then watch God begin to use you as he forms a holy habitation. Remember, the goal is not just for us to work for God. The goal is for us to become a habitation for God. Have I yielded to a place that now, wherever God has fitted me, his presence can flow and function in and through me. This is what God is looking for as he's building us as a house of God. But we'll never be able to do this. We'll never be able to be used by God mightily. And we'll never be able to just experience the blessing and the joy of our salvation if we're confused in our identity. If we just think it's just about how much money we have, how, how many, how, how, what's the color of my skin, and what's my family, and all these other things. Jesus was born in Nazareth. They said no good thing could come out of there. Jesus, once again, he's breaking down walls. Man, I'm from the hood, man. I can't do nothing. Man, I grew up in poverty. I can't, God can't do nothing with me. Man, I was, man, I was born out of wedlock. God can't use my life. Man, my mama, she abandoned me when I was young, and, and, and my dad, he wasn't there. I can't do anything with my life. 
I guarantee you this, when Jesus chose you, he could care less about that because he had purpose in your life. Can I have it? And he still has purpose in your life. He knows the pain. He knows the things that we all went through, including myself up here. And some of you know my story. But God. He's not looking. He's not looking at all that. He's not thinking that he can't use you because of your past. What he's saying here is, is that through him you have access and he's brought you into the family. And as you come into the family, know who you are and watch how God will begin to use your life. He, your limitations didn't scare him. Your limitations don't frighten him. The skull of your skin, doesn't, it doesn't scare him. He just wants to know, do you know who you are? Do I know who I am? And have I fully embraced that in my life so that God, there's no limitation to where God can use you and I. It's limitless. God will take a Joseph. He goes from the pit to Potiphar's house to prison and he takes him, he puts him right in the palace. God will take a a Paul who was used to being around the Jews understood who they were he knew what the pharisees and sadducees had to say he was one of them and he says you know what you right here i'm not even going to send you to the jews i'm going to send you to the gentiles and it's going to be uncomfortable you're going to have to learn some things on the fly you know what you're going to get kicked out of cities you're going to get stoned you're going to get left for dead. And I'm going to send you to these people, that, that to the Gentiles, who they're going to receive you. And you're going to share the gospel with them. And 2,000 years later, this bald-headed preacher named Napoleon is going to be talking to the people in his church about what you said. He takes a Peter. He says, Peter... I know you're a fisherman. You're used to being out there with the rugged people. But I'm going to send you to go talk to the Pharisees. And you're going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Because you're not, you're just used to being out here with these fishing nets. But now I'm going to have you in the courts. And you're going to share. Saints, what happens is, but when you're secure in your identity in Christ, it don't matter where God sends you. Well, Brother Kaufman, I can only speak to a white church. Well, then you done limited to yourself, and you're not going to be useful to God. Well, Brother Kaufman, I can only speak at a black church. Well, well, then you just limited what God can do in your life, and you don't know who you really are in Jesus. God wants to use us, saints, but we got to know who we are in Him. And I want to end by saying this. He says here in verse 21, In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. When God gets us to the place, never forget that there's a growth process that is going on with all of us. It grows into a holy temple. And the church, meaning we, are still growing. During this process of growth. Just like you see your kids when they go through the stages of growth. There's going to be some growing pains associated with it. 
There's going to be growth pains associated with being a part of a local church. Sometimes people are going to step on your toes as you're going through this process. Sometimes you're going to learn something in a multi-ethnic church about culture or someone else's culture that you don't know about. Sometimes you're going to be in a local church and you're going to hear a song that you have never heard before. This is different worship that at my old church. What is that song? Sometimes you're going to be around people and, and you're going to go to their house or their home group and they're going to have a different kind of food that you normally would not eat. And sometimes God's going to take you like he's taken some of us in this church on mission trips and we're going to go into Vietnam And there's going to be some stuff there that you haven't seen before. And they're going to put some stuff down on the plate that you hadn't seen before. And you're going to have to pray. (laughs) And you're going to have to fast (laughs) on that trip. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I just trust you. I don't eat everything. But, But what I'm saying is... We all have to understand that we're growing together and we're being exposed to various things. And that's okay. Because God's not just here. He's everywhere. And he knows what people are eating over here and people are eating over there and what music people like over there. And what the beauty of the church is, he's taken the two and made them one. Can I have an amen? And he's okay with that. That's the kingdom. It's bigger than just my block. And so, Lord, we thank you this morning that we are alive in you. And, Lord, you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And the kingdom is not about Jew or Gentile. It's about Jew and Gentile coming together to find themselves as one in you, Jesus. We thank you for our nationalities. We praise you for the opportunities that you've given us to be be black, white, Hispanic, whatever our nationality is. But Lord, that is not what truly defines us. When you died, Jesus, you gave us an opportunity to be engrafted into this tree. And you've caused us to lose our lives in you. We thank you that we have the opportunity as men and women of God to represent the church in the earth and to show forth the praises of your glory in the earth and to demonstrate the kingdom culture. But we praise you, Lord, that while there is so much division in the earth, You have made two one and have broken down the the wall of separation and have given us access through you, Lord Jesus, to the Father. We praise you, Lord, that you called us out of all kinds of bondage. Even as American citizens, that can be a form of bondage 
If we feel as though, Lord, we're better than anybody else. It's at the foot of the cross. We find who we are. And Lord, we thank you for the blood that was shed there. And I ask, Lord, that as a church, that we would continue to champion this message and that people all over the world will continue to hear this message. As it gets darker, we're getting brighter because we are the children of God. And it's through you, Jesus, that we become children of the Most High God. Lord, I ask now that as we leave this building, that we would go being secure in who we are. That, that I have died and my life is hidden with Christ in God. For I have been crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And Lord, I just ask that you continue to help us to put off the old man, that the new man will come forth. And that God, you would use us as torches of light in the earth for your glory we give you praise lord jesus for your death your burial your resurrection that has given us access to the in jesus mighty name thank you for joining us for times of refreshing with pastor napoleon kaufman This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292. 292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.